Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order has been out for almost a week now. I wanted to give people time to play it before diving into a full-on review of the story, but that is what I'm going to do today. If you're still working on it or haven't played it yet and you're trying to avoid spoilers, do not watch this video. While I really appreciated and enjoyed the gameplay of Fallen Order, the story was far and away my favorite part. It's clear that a lot of time and care went into making this something that felt like a Star Wars story. I loved the entire cast of characters, heroes, and villains alike. And thematically, there was some great stuff to take in about facing your fears and past traumas, confronting the painful moments in your life and dealing with them in a healthy way. Pretty much every main character explores that in one way or another. But for now, let's focus on Cal and what's going on with him. We learn pretty late in the game that he blames himself for his master's death during Order 66. That whole sequence was one of the best moments of the entire game, but Cal loses his lightsaber and his ability to defend himself. His master is killed protecting him during their escape to Bracca, and that's where Cal hides for five years. Not only is he dealing with the tragedy of losing his father figure, but he's also terrified to be who he truly is. He has to hide the fact that he is a force user or die. And so the story is largely about how Cal learns to recenter himself, forgive himself for something that wasn't even his fault in the first place, and ultimately become who he always was and move forward with his life. He's got a friend on Bracca that doesn't understand why Cal doesn't want to see the galaxy instead of waste his youth in a scrapyard. Cal has to use the Force to save that friend, and shortly after, the second and ninth sisters appear to chase him off the planet. Fortunately, Seer and Grease overhear some Imperial transmissions about a Jedi on Bracca, and they rescue him. Without giving him much of a choice, Seer dumps him into her own mission to bring the Jedi back. They're after a holocron that was hidden away by her master, Eno Cordova, and they have to follow his path across the galaxy to find it so they can start a new generation of Jedi. In a nice touch, the game's databank specifies that Cordova got the list from Jocasta Nu, who kept it safe in the Charles Soule Darth Vader comic. Along the way, Cal meets two other characters that have a lot in common with him. The second sister reveals herself to be Trilla, the former Padawan of Seer. They escaped Order 66 for a time, but Seer was captured and then tortured until she gave up Trilla's hiding place. Trilla was then captured, tortured, and broken into joining the Inquisitorius, a revelation which caused Seer to use the dark side to kill everyone around her and escape the Empire. Cal also meets Marin the Night Sister, who was a survivor of General Grievous's massacre as seen in the Clone Wars. She was left alone on Dathomir to survive until a fallen Jedi and yet another survivor of Order 66 appeared to offer her vengeance for her sisters. He took control of the Knight Brothers and basically ruled the planet until Cal comes along to defeat him. Cal, Trilla, and Marin all represent this generation of children that had their choices taken from them. I really like a line from the Dr. Aphra comic claiming that evil is just a measure of how much your choices take away other people's. By that definition, Cal, Trilla, and Marin grew up in evil times. They had everything taken from them. Cal became ashamed and hid who he was. Marin wallowed in her loneliness and dreamt of future plans that never came. And Trilla broke, becoming the worst version of herself, but convincing herself that she was better and happier that way. And while Seer isn't part of that same generation, she is dealing with kind of the opposite thing. She is racked with guilt over the choices she got to make. She feels responsible for the creation of the second sister, but even more so, she feels intense guilt for even briefly giving herself over to the dark side. In that short time, she killed a number of people and she stopped trusting herself. 
but the idea that she could find her master's holocron and bring about a new generation of Jedi could erase her wrongdoings, especially with Trilla. She may have had a hand in creating an Inquisitor, but her legacy could be the start of a new Jedi Order. Cal faces a trial on Dathomir similar to the one Luke undergoes in the Dark Side Cave on Dagobah. Those always show our heroes their greatest fears, and Cal seems to be that A, he allowed his master to die, and B, that he will never be a Jedi. In his despair, he breaks his master's lightsaber. And that lightsaber is a symbol of Cal's trauma. It was broken when his master died, and he has been holding on to it and using it ever since. He has literally been holding on to his trauma for five years. So Seer sends him to Ilum to build a new lightsaber, but Cal doesn't build it from scratch. He uses the bones of his master's lightsaber, but with a new kyber crystal. What we've gone through is what makes us who we are. I think some people still think the message of The Last Jedi is to kill the past, but that was never true. And we see it even more clearly in Fallen Order. You can't kill the past, because then you might forget who you are completely. Embrace the past and everything that's happened to you. Don't dwell on it and don't let it control you forever, but use your experiences and the lessons you've learned to reforge yourself into something stronger. In the game, you can get the double-bladed lightsaber fairly early on Dathomir, but I kinda wish you had to wait until Ilum to unlock it. Having Cal use the symbol of his past to create a stronger tool for his future would have been powerful. The kyber crystal he gets on Ilum is also important. When he retrieves it, it snaps in half, and again Cal nearly falls apart, but BD-1 encourages him to try anyway because there's always hope, and yeah, the crystal works fine. Cal, Marin, Seer, and Trilla have all been a little broken by their past, but broken does not equate to uselessness. The crystal works fine, and in the end of the story, all four of our traumatized heroes and villains make a new choice to turn things around. Unfortunately for Trilla, that choice came too late, but the point is just because your choices may have been taken from you at one point in your past, that doesn't mean your choices for the future are gone. To quote another Star Wars video game, we all have a choice to be better no matter where we are in life. After retrieving the holocron with the list of children, Trilla shows up and steals it, taking it to Nur, the home of the Fortress Inquisitorius. I don't think it's stated in the game, but it's highly implied to be in the same system as Mustafar. It makes sense that Vader would want his little army close by. Cal bests Trilla, and after speaking with Seer, she lets go of her hatred and pain. But like I said, it was too late, and Vader shows up to strike her down for moving on, which is heartbreaking. I really loved Trilla. Her journey was sympathetic and sad. She wasn't evil incarnate, she was just dealt a bad hand. Cal and Seer escape the fortress in a really exciting sequence just running from Vader. I'm glad that was the only real option for the encounter. I didn't want to actually duel him. But with the holocron safely in the hands of our heroes, Cal destroys it. Marin makes the argument that bringing back the Jedi might not be the best idea, especially at a time where all Force users are being hunted. Cal has a vision of what might happen if they were to start training children, and it ends with him becoming an Inquisitor himself. I think this is another case of his worst fears being shown and not what would definitely happen, but still. Cal destroys the holocron and they decide to leave the destinies of those children to the Force. They won't make any choices for those kids. Cal and Marin especially don't want to take away the choices of a child, although I'm certain they wouldn't force any kids to come with them. With their mission complete, Cal asks where to next, and that's how the game ends. Cal is no longer in hiding. He has moved on and he's ready to live and see the galaxy. He started his journey nearly alone, ashamed and in hiding on a depressing garbage planet. 
he ends his journey proud and excited for the future, surrounded by the people he now considers to be family. I hope Respawn announces the development of Fallen Order 2, like, tomorrow. I would love to know more about what happens to our group of heroes. Maybe they can explore more locations related to the Zepho culture. The game hints that they aren't actually extinct, they just headed into the, quote, Great Unknown. Leaving the known galaxy to find more clues about them would be interesting, fun, and would answer why Cal and crew weren't around for the rest of the Star Wars saga. Or we could turn this whole story into a tragedy and show Cal make some great sacrifice. Or maybe Cal's story is done for now. I would honestly play a new Star Wars Jedi game using the same engine and gameplay but following a brand new character. The Star Wars Jedi title and engine could be adapted for any era of Star Wars. Hell, Luke could be the main character in the time after Return of the Jedi. We could see some of his adventures traveling from planet to planet to learn more about the Force and the various cultures that use it. That would actually be pretty kick-ass. The only downside to that is that we know where Luke's story ultimately ends up, so I don't know that the emotional core to the story could be as powerful as Fallen Orders was. But really, as long as we had the same writing team, I would trust them. Shout out to Aaron Contreras, Manny Hagopian, Matt Mitchdevitz, and Megan Fausti for knocking Fallen Order out of the park. And of course, Cameron Monaghan, Deborah Wilson, Elizabeth Grulon, and Tina Ively were wonderful as Cal, Seer, Trilla, and Marin. I also didn't talk much about Grease, but he provided a whole range of comedic relief as well as some surprisingly emotional moments. The whole cast did a superb job. I could gush about this game for a long time, and will continue to talk my friends' ears off about it in person, but this is genuinely one of my favorite Star Wars stories ever told. I hope everyone else enjoys it as much as I did. Please let me know what you thought of it in the comments. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and consider checking out our Patreon page. As always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.